Hey everyone, it's Verlin from the Absurd Thought Club, and I'm so super excited for you guys to get into this third episode. This episode is featuring Mayua, an amazingly talented fashion designer and visual artist under the guise of Unannounced. Everything attached to him will be attached to this episode, and I'm so excited for you guys to begin listening. So yeah, let's get into it. I'm passionate about film and fashion. Okay, period. So let's talk about growing up in Atlanta and figuring out what your passions were within the Atlanta area. Well, growing up, it was like I wasn't really into art. Like a lot of the people in my neighborhood weren't into that type of stuff. But when I got to like Georgia State, started getting introduced to different types of people, like people were into art. And alternative type stuff that I could like feel I could fit in with. Mm. So, what were you into growing up that you were like, dang, like this kind of aligns with what I'm seeing at GSU? Nothing really, because the stuff I was into growing up is different than what I'm into now. So, I used to be into like computers. Like, I was a computer science major at first. Mm. Okay, computer science. Literally, like, a lot of people that I know that are really creative and do editing in any type of capacity, whether it's, like, music or visual art, they always are super technologically savvy. And so were you around a lot of people that were really savvy, you're, we're editing and doing all that type of stuff. And like, what was your introduction to film and, you know, making art, visual art? Okay, well, nobody around me was really into that stuff. Well, actually not. So like in high school, to graduate, you had to do like electives. So yeah, like an engineering elective. I think it was like a health elective. And then they, they introduced a new elective for audio or video. So I did that one. So I was in that class and um, it was cool, but I didn't take it after the first semester. Mm. So, but that was like my introduction into it, like the first time ever. But I didn't know I would be into it again, like right now. So what, like, what led to you right now being like, dang, like, cause you, collaborate you have a lot of people that you know you work with closely or just know about your work how do you how did you end up meeting people if um a lot of the people at GSU weren't like doing editing and all that stuff um, so I would go to different parties in Atlanta like I guess you can consider them art parties like they'll post the flyers on Instagram or you'll see them around campus so. So I would go to their the parties with like a camera. I bought like a cheap $100 camera I got off off-road. And I would just go to those parties taking photos. And then the people at the parties would ask me like, yo, how much do you charge to film or take photos? Mm. And I kind of got in it, into it from there. Mm. Okay, well, let's talk about... You know, early on, Mayoa, let's talk about him beginning to film people, photograph people. 
what was that like? Like, what was, I really want to do this. How did that feel at the time? And yeah. Uh, Let me see. So I actually kind of quit after I started because I didn't like the photos I was taking. That they were pretty trash. Mm, why? So like, How were they trash? They just, yeah, uh, just weren't good. Like I didn't know what I was doing. So I had sold the camera. And then, because I was working at Walmart too, I was just like, let me just focus on working in school. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the hard things. The, the one. But like a couple months later, I got fired from Walmart. That's real. So I had a lot of extra time to do extra stuff. So I bought a camera again. This time it was like $400. And I was like, let me really try and get into it again. Mm-hmm. But once I got into it again, it, I like I stayed with it because I had a better camera and I kind of knew what I was doing. What would you say about like the pricing, the quality of the stuff you use? Because a lot of, I talked to this photographer maybe a week or two ago and she was saying like, yeah, I use this like shitty, like $35 camera. Like, I, you know, I use what I have, it's fine. But like, it comes out fire every time versus you're using these mm-hmm. cameras. You know, your editing is insane. It's always like a in different ways. What would you say to someone who doesn't necessarily have the money to get even a $100 camera or $400 camera? What would you say to them in getting that resource and utilizing it in like a way that makes it fire as fuck? Like, what would you say about that? So I feel like a lot of the people that be like, oh, you don't need good equipment are the ones that are already, I guess, good because they know what they can and can't do with the equipment they have, and they have the technical knowledge to get more of their, out of their equipment. So I'll just say, like, if you're new, just use what equipment you have, and eventually, like, you'll get really good at using it no matter what you got. And, and only upgrade, like, when you have to. Like, you can't get a, a certain shot without it. Then you can be like, okay, let me look at other equipment. Mm. That's real. I I was thinking about how like how you use your skills, but also combining them with design. Because you also do have a brand, you have a clothing brand. But it's like multimedia. It's like everything in one. Um, let's talk about unannounced. Let's talk about that and how you started unannounced, why you started it. So yeah, what was that evolution? So, like, I didn't really have social media before then, like, when I was working at Walmart and stuff. So, after I got fired, I created, like, a, a, I guess, a personal Instagram for me. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to get into the art stuff, and branding and marketing is, like, extremely important. So, I'm like, okay, what could I, I guess, call myself that's, like, true to me? And also cool sounding. And also doesn't sound like I'm trying too hard. Yeah. So that's how I came up with that name. 
but someone else had, had the username already, but he sold it to me for like five dollars. Five dollars. So that's how oh I got that. Gosh. Yeah. I've been literally trying to get my name bought from this woman like for the past two years. I got like literally for the past two years. Insane. So yeah, I'm trying to buy. I'm, I'm trying to buy unannounced.com. That's ten thousand dollars. So I don't know about that. Yeah. Give it a give it a couple months. Give it a couple years. It'll happen. Yeah. So what else within that the the beginning of unannounced were you like okay so this is gonna be how did you realize that you wanted to do clothing and you know video videography cinematography how did you realize all of that could come together and what did that even look like for you? I really didn't know at first. I was just doing the video stuff at first. But I was kind of getting frustrated with that. You know, how artists be going through phases where they don't know if this going to work out. Yeah. And, like, I was always into fashion. And all my friends had brands. So I was like, let me try it out, too. Mm -hmm. So I made, like, a, a, I'm trying to remember. I made, like, a t-shirt. It was, like, halftone. It was very bad. I got it printed. And you've been to Five Points, right? Yeah. Little five Points. You know where Bang On is, is at? It's called Bang On's T-shirt. Nah. Well, I used to get my stuff printed there. And I quit that. I quit clothing, like, when I started to. <laughs> for a little bit. But then I got back into it. It feels like quitting, <laughs> quitting and then getting back into stuff is like a huge theme, <laughs> theme for you. But like, it always works out. Like, it looks like it's always working out, honestly. Yeah, I'll be telling people like, you can quit. It's nothing wrong with that. But like, you got to do something. Like, if something's not working for you, you can stop doing it and then just do something else. Yeah. There's this term that I love to say, which is called pivoting. But like so many people in business use the, the photographer I was also talking to. She says pivot all the time of just like, OK, something's not working and it's doesn't it's not fulfilling. It's not fun. They don't like it. Anymore. OK, pivot. What's next? Like, let's do something else. OK, I know photography doesn't work. OK, let me get into videography. Yeah. You know, pivoting, that's a very good word. I'm going to start using it instead. Yeah. Pivot. That's what I really meant. Yeah, pivoting is just like everyone does it at some point. Like something doesn't work out for everyone. We all fail all the time. You know, like that's just life, honestly. That's life as being, as a, being a creative person, being an artist, being someone who wants to have an idea and put it out it's like dang shit doesn't work all the time man like let me try something else what keeps you motivated yeah. doesn't work for you oh no i just i just look for new stuff to do so when i was starting with the video stuff and photos i used to do concerts like exclusively Mm. But then COVID happened, so yeah. all the like 
concerts shut down for like a year and a half. So I was looking for other stuff to get into. I started doing BTS. Like I went to get on set. So I would DM like local directors in Atlanta to try and PA for them or do BTS photos. So I was doing that for a little bit. But then I, I kind of got tired of that. So I started doing my own thing like with the freelancing. And then after that, I got into clothes. So that takes up the majority of my time now. Mm. Well, let's talk about clothing. Let's talk about your creative process because your landscape vest is insane. It's so beautiful. So let's talk about your pieces. Let's talk about your very first piece versus your most recent landscape vest that you just released. Okay, is there a way to put pictures on the screen? Yeah, you can share your screen. Um, let me know if you can share it. What is it, share content? Yeah. All right, let me pull up my page. Okay, this is the first t-shirt ever made. Mm. Who is that? Is that an artist? Yeah, this is Cardi. So this is a picture I took of him. I kind of like cut the background out and added a half tone filter, black and white. Mm. And it's kind of trashed right now. But this is the first thing I ever made. This is back in 2020. How does that work with releasing art or clothes with other people's faces on it like do you have to get approval in some way or is it <clears throat> public so it's kind of funny you don't really need permission until you need it like people will be putting pictures of kanye on shirts and like you know like the vintage tees mm. stuff like that you can keep you can sell whatever you want till you get a, a cease and desist then you gotta stop mm. have you gotten a cease and desist no nah. Okay. <laughs> That's good. No, nah, I'm not that big yet. But like what I decided to do, the way I try to make graphics now is a way that you can't even tell who it is unless you know or familiar with my work. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I have this bag and I honestly don't know who this is. Maybe I'm just not hip enough to know who this is, but I can't tell. It might be Young Thug, it might be you, it might be, I don't know. Nah, <clears throat> but if you go on my page and see, like, you'll know. You just gotta keep looking. So let's talk about your off-white boxy tee. Cause that design is so different from the rest of your designs, especially with the, yeah. just the way that the shirt is made. How did you decide like, okay, I like this, the way that this looks. So how did you decide, like, okay, this is this is what I'm going to put out? Well, so when I first started getting into fashion, I didn't really know how to make clothes. I didn't know what proportions were, silhouettes, what fabrics to use, all of that. So the first T-shirt I dropped, it was like, I kind of focused on the silhouette more than the graphic. Mm -hmm. So I made it boxy. So the way, like, it's on your body and I made it slightly cropped because I feel like that looks better. 
And then for the second one, I just used those elements and then made like a better graphic. And then I think, I forget, I think I was watching like, I think it was like a show that I was watching. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was an anime. It's a show called Hunter Hunter. And there's an old man character. He has like an ability where like a thousand hands come out. Mm. And then in Naruto too, um, there's this guy called Hashirama. He has like a jutsu. It's like a, it's like a thousand hand wood statue. So I kind of got inspired by those to make that graphic. So I just sourced a whole bunch of hands and just made that graphic. So how do you make, ooh, how do you make these graphics? What do you use? And like, I mean, you did talk about your inspiration, kind of like where you draw these ideas from, but how do you put them all together? So I mainly use Photoshop and something different that I don't think people do is use After Effects. Adobe? So, yeah, yeah. So people use Photoshop, but like in After Effects, it has a, you have a whole panel of visual effects. So you can use those visual effects on the graphics you made on Photoshop to like trip it out. So a lot of the circles that I'd be adding are is from After Effects. I do it in After Effects. Yeah, this is like one one artist that I interviewed last week. She uses um, just regular like regular uh like drawing things and then she scans them and so a lot of her like circular images are like hand drawn so they're not as perfect but then when i look at yours i'm like ooh, after if it like this feels not messy but it feels so like like you did it with your hands you know yeah you can randomly generate it right you can do a bunch of stuff mm. what i'm about to get into I don't even know if I should say this. Well, I'm gonna just help people out. So using a using AI to make graphics. Ooh. People should people should really look into that. Okay, wait. Talk about that because I've had a conversation about AI and art, and so one perspective was that they don't really like AI with art because it's kind of taking graphic designers' jobs. It's taking artists' jobs. But you're saying use AI, which is really a different perspective. So talk about why AI is useful for you or why you want to use it, how you're going to use it. I feel like people don't like using tools, especially when it feels like oh, I'm being replaced. And they shouldn't look at it as, as that, but I'd rather, well, this is a tool to make my life easier. Mm. Like, I remember there's, like, certain equipment in film that people don't like using because they feel like it's cheating or whatever. But it's like you got to use your resources. Like, um, a lot of people be hating on the dudes that use point-and-shoot cameras, like the point-and-shoot film cameras. Mm. They're, like, 
oh, you don't really care about the composition or the framing. You just go up to somebody and, and point and shoot. But it's like, that's just a tool. Sometimes you, you can't get that perfect composition or lighting. So having that camera in your pocket saves you so much trouble. It's a tool. Just like AI art. Like, there's certain stuff I'll think in my head, but I don't have the technical ability to draw it. Mm. So you can use stuff like AI or you can hire an artist off Fiverr or Upwork to draw it for you. It's all about using your tools and having other people do what you're, what you're trying to do, what they're better at. So AI would be better than me at making graphics. So I'll use that. Mm -hmm. I love that. AI as an outsourcing. I think there's this fear over like, okay, robots are going to take humans' jobs. Robots are going to like replace mm -hmm. them. But at the end of the day, we've replaced so much of like our everyday what how we communicate, how we move, how we get from place to place with robots. Like we use cars, we use our computers to do our homework. We use like water fountain machines to get water. Like everything is, not everything, but a lot of stuff has been replaced by robots. How else, how else do you think that AI will be used in the future? Not only with outsourcing, but you know, maybe with coming up with ideas and, and all that stuff. Like AI would be necessary or not necessary, but like you'll be doing a disadvantage by not using it. Mm. How soon do you think that's just gonna like take over? Like another three to five years. Yeah. So have you been using AI within your art, or was that something that you said you wanted to do like starting now? I've been, I recently got Dolly E, so I've just been testing different prompts out, but I haven't really arrived at a graphic that I would use yet, mm -hmm. but I'm about to use it. So I'm trying to, I haven't really even, even, oh, sorry, even been designing. So I need to get back into it. How did you, how did you make the, the landscape vest? Cause that doesn't look like it was like an After Effects or anything. Like that looks like you did that by hand. Oh yeah, yeah. So that one was done by hand. Like, so right now I'm trying to move away from graphics actually, mm. and focus completely on the silhouette and like the actual interactivity of the piece. Like my friend, um, he has a brand name Sickly. <clears throat> He has a bunch of faces on his jackets that you can like open the pockets with, put stuff in. I feel like stuff like that is way better because it feels like you're not just wearing a shirt or a jacket. You're wearing like a, a piece, like an art piece that you can physically interact with. Mm. It sounds like you're... Like you're trying to collect all of the the Pokemon balls. Like you know how you were like, oh, I want to try a composition. I want to try this part. I need to try this part. Like you're literally going around and trying different aspects and choosing which parts to like highlight on or focus on. So that's gonna be exciting because, like, 
you're literally mastering every aspect of design. Yeah, I'm trying. But how I made the best was like, so I would see those moss rugs online. And I was like, okay, what if I use that and put it on clothes? Because I, I never seen someone do that and put it on clothes. So it was kind of like a, a multi-step process to get that made. First, I had to decide which, what piece of clothing I wanted to put it on. I, I wanted to do it on a work jacket at first, but when you're putting that type of fabric on stuff, the sleeves will be hard. Like you wouldn't be able to move around. So it's like, okay, you can make it a vest where the sleeves are cut off. So I had to find someone to make the vest. I like design the vest and make measurements for this. It was gonna be so under, like if you were to remove the 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 tufted fabric on top of the vest, it'll just be a black nylon vest. So then I had to, after that, I found someone who could make the tufted rug fabric. So then once I found that person, I like connected those two together and I sent the fabric over to the people that made the vest. And then they sent it over to people that had the equipment to stitch it together because it's so thick that you can't just use a regular sewing machine. Like you have to use like an industry machine. I don't even know what they have to really get that sewed in. Mm. Do you ever like get your hands dirty and like make this stuff yourself? <laughs> Or do you usually use manufacturers? So I usually use manufacturers, but occasionally I sell my own stuff. Like, so the manufacturers get a general idea of what I'm going. Like when I was trying to make fuzzy ties, I made, I haven't, I never dropped those, but I was trying to make ties made out of fur. So I went to the store, grabbed some fur, and I sewed together a tie just so they knew what I was talking about because I never seen a fuzzy tie. How do you find these manufacturers? Like, put people on because I, the last fashion designer that I talked to, like, we had this whole debate about sustainable manufacturers and if that's even an important thing to like have someone who's sustain sustainable and if sustainability is even a thing in fashion, um, unless it's like a one of one piece. But yeah, how do you find manufacturers? Do you take into account if they're sustainable or eco-friendly or not? So it's all about your personal production. So, and how much stuff you make. If you're making one piece a month, two pieces a month, you're not doing that much damage to the environment in comparison to other people like Sheen, or not even Sheen, that's too big, or even other people, local people that make 10, 10 products every two months and make shirts with like, I don't know, ironic words on them, you know. Like you're, you're not really doing that much damage. Uh, 
And another thing, like, so I find manufacturers on Alibaba. And people don't like when you say you use manufacturers overseas because they automatically think oh, child labor or whatever. That's not the case. These are like official warehouses. You know, they're super big, a lot of workers. And I have to pay a lot for samples. So it's not cheap. So it's not, it's not like they're getting exploited in any way. It's a very fair exchange. It's still cheaper in the U.S., but it's not like, oh, people just think it's bad. But it's like, not only is it kind of cheaper, but you can get anything that you need made overseas. A lot of stuff I be trying to make, it's just not possible to do it locally. So if you're looking for a manufacturer, I recommend Alibaba. But, but that's if you're doing like, Stuff you can't do here. If you just make it like t-shirts, you can, um, I recommend just going to a DTG shop or you can buy, if you're doing like a simple screen print, you can buy a screen print online. If you don't want to do it in your house, they'll send it to you. And all you got to do is just press it on your shirt. Mm. And you can do that. Yeah, I have a friend that does screen printing. I have a couple friends who do screen printing. It's like a whole whole process. Like watching her like mm-hmm. do it and it on like this. So cool. I've been taking this class on art, visual arts. And this week our midterm is on So we're learning about, you know, subtractive additive color, like all that stuff. So there's this whole sector of color that has to do with ink and how ink is applied to different surfaces, how it goes on, how it's compared to like how different machines use printing and ink. Have you had any experiments with the different types of material methods of printing or do you usually just go with whoever, however is most efficient? Like what do you use or how do you go about testing out different experiments? Well, it really just depends on what you're trying to do. A lot of my stuff, like my graphics, are screen printed. But I made a mesh shirt recently that uses sublimation printing. And um, I'm not too sure. I think they, like, dip the shirt entirely in the ink. I think it's water-based printing. Is it like... They press it on and then they bring it back up. Like you can get tattoos fully with sublim- sub- maybe sublimation printing. You like dip your hand in. Mm, let me look it up right quick so I don't say the wrong stuff. Yeah. I wish there was a way to type on the computer that is sounding like I'm typing. Oh yeah, it goes to a machine. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like super vivid. Like everything is really colorful, super intricate. 
Yeah, they, they usually use that if you're trying to do like an all-over print. So were you trying to do an all-over print? Yeah, I did. I used to still from a video I did and I pixel sorted the whole thing and tried to put that on a mesh shirt, but I never dropped it though. Mm. So let's talk about your videos. Let's talk about your creative process with your, <laughs> your campaigns. Any of your visuals with, with video? So let's talk about your creative process, how you started getting into video. Okay, so I started with pictures, and I don't know, for some reason, I just thought I wouldn't be respected as an artist unless I knew how to do video. Because in my head, I thought, okay, pictures is just one picture, but a video is like continuous. So if you do video, you must be more skilled. That's very incorrect. But that's how I thought when I first started. So I started getting some video instead. And I like video because I feel like you could capture the whole picture. Rather than just the picture, you know, of course the picture is powerful, but it's like, I like concerts. I just seen everybody else doing picture. I was like, okay, what if I do video? There's not really a lot of videos. So I like doing that to, to show the full scope of how things went. Mm. And then I went back to pictures for a little bit because I thought my videos were trash. And so, then I got back into video. Back quitting and then going back. <laughs> so how, how do you, yeah. if you had to choose... Design, video, or photos for the rest of your life. <laughs> Say for the rest of your life, you had to choose one. Which one would you choose? Oh, it's tough. I like doing all of them together. So, <laughs> but if you had to choose one, I'd choose probably be video. Mm, why? It's just, you can do a lot with video. I like clothes. Well, maybe maybe in a year my answer will change because I still think my video and photo work is like way past what I can do in design right now. But when my design skill catches up, and I'll probably switch my answer to fashion. So what do you see in your future for all three of those things? Everything that you do, what do you see in your future that you're like, I'm looking forward for that? I don't know right now. I'm really taking it day by day. So what would you tell Mayowa when he first started? GSU started getting into all of these different art forms. What would you tell him based on what you've learned so far? I used to be focused on networking a lot and like 
trying to get my foot in the door very bad instead of just working on how good I am. But yeah, that's probably what I would say. Because people, people, they have in a classroom now. People will gravitate towards you like, once they see you're doing your own thing. Uh, passion or love? Mm. Like, which would I rather choose? Yeah, which one do you lean into more? Like, love or stuff or passion for stuff? Yeah. I don't know what's the difference. I think they're both pretty much the same. Mm. A lot of... So when I would ask people, people have mostly said passion. Because they're like, okay, passion is what motivates me to do stuff. Like, I won't get out of the bed if I'm not passionate about something. But one perspective that really could be about love a little bit was the fact that love is so fleeting. But sometimes love is what motivates you to, not even motivates you, sometimes love is just what you do. Like, passion motivates you to get out of the bed, but do you love it, you know? Oh, I see. I think love is, because that's like, is it like comparing discipline and motivation? Like motivation is what gets you to probably start, but you need discipline to keep going. Like things are going right. Or like you don't feel like doing it that day, but you have to. Like the difference. So would, would, would passion be motivation and love be discipline? Yeah. Because I would, I would choose discipline. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, okay, so if you compare it to like a romantic relationship, passion is like that honeymoon stage. You know, like, you can't see any wrong in that person. And after that, you know, you get to start seeing like their quirks. Or what they need to work on, and you could leave them, but love is what keeps you going through tough times y'all might have. Once you get past that honeymoon, I see exactly what's wrong, I see exactly what needs to be fixed. Okay, let me think a little bit more, let me critically analyze it and be like, okay, how exactly can I fix this? Because passion is like, let's just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And love is like, let's fix it. Let's cultivate this relationship where we exist. And I, I'm able to do every, everything that needs to be done. Yeah. So like for fashion, it's kind of like that when I first started. I was so frustrated with um, the freelance videography thing I was doing. You know, I thought everything was better when it came to fashion. Oh, I'm making better money. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But after that ends... You realize, oh, there's some some cons to fashion too that you have to fix. Like you have to worry about marketing 
you have to worry about your supply chain. You have to worry about like, logistic shipping and all of that. Sometimes you don't make any money. You may lose money from the drop. Like, I remember, uh, I mean, I had sold like a lot of shirts. And I said, like, oh yeah, this is it. But then I tried sewing the hats and I had bought bulks, bulk, a bulk order of the hats with the money I made from the shirts. But the hats weren't moving as fast. So I had to realize, oh, this isn't like, like this sweet. You still have to do work. And like not everything you do is gonna go good. So how are you gonna get through that? Exactly. So at, to close out this amazing episode, what's some advice that you would give an early multi-dimensional, multimedia artist? Advice by what they can do. Yeah, like just starting out. Early. What would you say to them? I don't know. Different. Probably like do your own thing. Like, yeah, do your own thing. People will come to you. It's like very important. And like, get good. Like, you really have to get good at your stuff. Because once you get good at your stuff, then to the point where your work is on the lab, people you never thought would hit you up, they're going to hit you up. You'll get to work with the people you want to work with. Like, you don't really stress. And if you need to do something else, just do it. Like, you don't have to be bound to it just because you don't want to feel like you're quitting. Just as long as you don't give up, like in turn, you try something else. At least, oh, pivot. Like, yeah. Pivot. Well, thank you so much, Maya. Thank you for coming to the Fair Thought Club. Thank you for sharing your mind and your brain with us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It was cool. It's all talking to you.